Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to an episode, instant reaction episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Hey, just what a great day of college football. Um, I want to get the sad part out first, which is obviously losing Tyler Shuck again. Uh, I just can't imagine how devastating that is and he's really playing well so i that was a huge downer for me you know despite winning 63 to 10 at home versus murray state that's still gonna kind of linger over my head for a while because i was really excited for for the kid this season and he was delivering i mean just absolute darts while he was healthy so um yeah so aside I was going to say, good job on not bearing the lead. Texas Tech does obviously end up victorious in this game, 63-10. to 10. Uh, You do end up losing, though, quarterback Tyler Shuck in, in the first quarter <clears throat> on what looked like a designed quarterback draw, unfortunately. Um, he he pulled the ball, uh, got around the end, and then um, went down with a pretty, pretty hard hit. Uh, stayed in for a couple of plays, finished the quarter, Donovan Smith came in to start um, the second quarter and didn't really give that up until uh, midway through the third quarter. So uh, obviously you would you would have loved to see uh, Chuck get uh, the majority of snaps that he was at least intended to get. Um, I know that they had talked about playing all three quarterbacks the, the entire time. But uh, it's a little difficult to swallow, I guess, that your starting quarterback goes down uh, barely into the game week one. So let me ask you, Michael, what are your uh, overall just quick impressions on the offense tonight? The offense, uh, I'll be honest, I'm I'm trying to talk myself down just (laughs) Uh, I, w- I was super impressed with how efficient they were. Um, you know, they, I know at one point, well, it, this is just how the game ended. I mean, they ended up with 65 plays. Murray State also, they ran 64. And of course, Texas Tech in 65 plays got 63 points. Uh, I think the Gauchos had a good post right before we started talking about the drives. I think all their scoring drives are three minutes or less. Most of less than two minutes. Um, it, it was, it was just really 
impressive. Uh, they scored eight touchdowns in a row. Didn't mm-hmm. punt until minutes left in the third, and that was Morton's first drive, possibly. So that could have been a contributing factor there. Uh, just hitting on all cylinders. I, I forgot how many receivers caught a ball last. I saw it was thirteen. Let's see if that's been updated. It's fourteen. Yep. So uh, apparently I missed one. I don't know if it was Wigington or Hokut that I missed, but fourteen receivers. I it was pretty seamless seeing Smith come in. Um, you know, we were trying to get bedtime going with our five year old at the end of the first quarter and the start of the second. And so I had no idea that Shuck was hurt. I just thought they were, <laughs> I naively thought they were really sticking firmly on that. Well, Smith's going to start the second quarter. Well, and, and, and that's and, kind of ridiculous the middle of a drive but okay <laughs> to be uh to, to be fair to you though they didn't really even talk about it um it was no, just like well i don't think they they didn't have any re- we'll have to talk about this broadcast maybe, maybe we could save that for the end okay. because this broadcast lacked a few things um apparently a sideline reporter was one of them because they didn't know and it wasn't really fault that they didn't know they just they probably can't be checking twitter like we can as as much during a game but um yeah i didn't even know he was hurt until you know after bedtime and i was trying to catch up and then i got online like oh crap i didn't know that i just thought he was they they said okay second quarter handing the keys to 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 donovan just because and of course donovan was great 14 of 16 you know shuck was six for 10 before he went down but i think a couple of those passes he was already hurt uh those guys really played well so you asked me one question about the offense, and I'm trying to just not get too excited uh, about playing a Murray State team at home, beating them by 53 with 605 total yards, um, you know, 29 first downs. You were perfect on for, on third downs until the third quarter. It's – I liked what I saw. I, the receivers were wide open. I uh, know that could have something to do with the competition, but I do sure. think that Kitley was running a lot more crossing routes. It seemed like he had guys, uh, you know, kind of running drags in two directions. I remember seeing that at least once or twice when I was able to pay attention. But I'm I'm really optimistic about what he's going to be able to do with, with this offense. Yeah, so want to remind everybody that's listening in, we do these post-game instant reaction shows over on Spotify Live as soon as the game is over. When you join, go ahead and uh, request to come up on the stage. When when we ask questions, we'll obviously bring you on and let you participate. But tonight, um, the offense, it looked... I mean, well, let me say, with Shuck and Smith, it looked as good as I could have hoped. Um and, and and kind of tongue in cheek, I was I was a little disappointed that Donovan Smith's third completion of the game was not his third touchdown of the game. He started two for two, uh, two passes, two touchdowns. Um, had his first three passes in a row. Obviously, ended up fourteen of sixteen, two hundred twenty-one yards. It's eighty-eight percent completion passes percent. Um, Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Shuck was 6 of 10 in the first quarter for 154 yards, one touchdown. And then Morton came in 
uh, and finished out the last quarter and a half or so of the game. 7 of 10, 97 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So on the night, 36 pass attempts for 472 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, On the ground, 29 rushes for 133 yards, three touchdowns for an average of four and a half yards per carry. Before we get to talking about the broadcast, I want to talk about the defense. Um, And it, it... Fortunately or unfortunately, they- the spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They also suffered a starting quarterback injury, and theirs was right at the end of the half. Right. Uh, Murray State did. It looked like they had figured something out against Texas Tech. They were hitting huge chunk plays through the air. Uh, and I don't know if this was a, a schematic thing uh, that they were able to scheme uh, or they were just like, I think we can go after some of these defensive backs, which is a little disappointing, though, uh, especially when, when when I think back to the, the tailgate show this morning. I was like, I think the defensive backs this year are going to be pretty good. And then they get torched uh, by Mur- by a Murray State. Well, let me say their their first team offense. Um, when their backup came in, it, it turned into a scrimmage and I, I, uh, kind of jokingly said, okay, at what point do we just keep the clock rolling? Cause this is, it, it had devolved into not much more than a scrimmage. Um, but DJ Williams, eight of 16 on the night, 207 yards on just eight completions, one touchdown, 50% completion percentage, um, that one touchdown was that one to Jacob Bell where he taunted Adrian Fry, who was dealing with his own injury after that, got flagged for it. Uh, interesting enough to me, to just, just to point this out, there were a lot of players that were trying to pick up uh, and, and, and keep Bell like engaged in the game. It was like, like what, what, why, are you, why, are you, uh, <laughs> why are you encouraging this? Um, the backup quarterback, Maui, only completed one pass on seven attempts for one yard. So obviously there's a, uh, there's a starting quarterback there um, that for Murray state's uh, sake, you, you hope that Williams can come back uh, and return um, because it looked like, you know, even though they were low percentage throws, they were, he was making a good, good, good amount of uh, 
he was moving the ball pretty well doing that against, like I said, a Texas Tech defense, uh, defensive backfield that I would have hoped would have been a little bit more solid. On the ground, though, you held them to 50 rushing yards on 41 attempts, only 1.2 yards per carry. Um, and then on there, what was it? 23 total passing attempts. You sacked the quarterback four times, which is a little bit more than I was expecting because I thought this team was going to be able to Sorry, I thought Murray State was going to be trying to run the ball a whole lot more than they did. And I say that. 41 rushing attempts is a lot. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more skewed. But um, pat on the back, if you had Philip Bleedy being your sack leader game one, that defensive line was disruptive with just three guys most of the night. Bleedy, yeah. um, Bradford, Hutchings, and Wilson all were just they were just having a night. Yeah, and you, you know, kind of to, I don't want to take too much pride into this because of everything you just mentioned. Uh, the starting quarterback goes out, Williams is out, and then you know the entire second half is Texas Tech's first string defense. The entire second half, but at least most of the third quarter is Texas Tech's first string defense against Murray State's second string quarterback. But, I mean, I will go ahead and point out that they punted on every single drive in the second half. Um, they had eight three-and-outs on every single they – they did not get a first down the entire second half. I mean, it was pretty brutal. It was, it was actually kind of hard to watch. And I don't think that that's – I'm not putting that much on Murray State. I, I really think if uh, Williams hadn't gone down, Murray State might have – they might have gotten to 17 points. They might have gotten to, you know, 20. I don't know. Uh, he might have made a couple other big th- big throws because as much as we bragged about Tech's offense earlier, they averaged 17.5 yards per completion through the air. Murray State, even with, you know, the additional seven passes from the uh, from Maui, the backup QB, they still averaged 23 yards per completion. I mean, they were bombing it. And like you mentioned a couple of them, but I mean, they – they were hitting for 33 yards, 51, 24, 54. Uh, the, I don't know what was happening. That must have been a communication issue. I don't know if it was a scheming thing. I, I don't necessarily think I'd say that because I know the first two drives that Murray State put out were very run heavy. And, um, you know, I think they thought they were going to come out and just try to run the ball on us. And, and Tech kind of – they moved the chains on Tech the first couple drives, but still ultimately – weren't able to do anything until they said, well, heck, let's just start throwing it deep. Uh, it seemed like a, a change in game plan in real time that was paying off for them in a sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the defense, the front seven, really impressed with them. I mean, Merriweather, I think, was the tackle leader. I think he had seven total tackles. Um, you know, Wilson, if you've got a if you've got a guy playing defensive lineman who's got six tackles, not much is happening. That there's not there's not much ball movement going, um, so I I was impressed with that, and I'm like you, you, know, you mentioned the the DBs today on the show, and I thought yeah you know they're they're healthy, uh, Fry's really experienced. We've you know we're really excited about Rabbit. We've, we've really got some good athletes back there, so uh, I, I do think it's something that will hopefully just be addressed on film and say hey maybe don't hide on the play action so much, or <laughs> maybe turn your head or 
or, or whatever they need to say. Hopefully it's just a simple technique thing and they're not going to get beat once they start, you know, when Clayton Toon comes to town. Yeah, you'd hope not. Um, on the special special team side of that, just really quickly, uh, it wasn't really a huge impact tonight. Um, the biggest thing would have been uh, Adrian Fry's decision to try to return that first punt uh, and getting <laughs> and getting tackled at the four. And, and Kitley's like, "Don't worry, guys, we got this." And four plays later, ninety six yards in uh, a minute twenty, they're in the end zone. Um, which I guess is is as good of a segue as we can. I, I want to talk about really really quickly the uh, some of the um, first impressions or, or first things that we noticed about Kitley's offense, or at least his style of play calling. It looks like anytime after like directly after a big play, they're going to go up and, and try to go fast. Um, that caused the the broadcast several issues. Namely, if you're watching the game, you didn't actually see the first touchdown. They were they were fumbling trying to get the replay of the of the previous pass, which had been a pass over the middle to to Henry Teeter. And then as you're coming back from the replay, uh Fungi is in the end zone with the ball. You're like, cool. I'm I'm super glad that we saw that tight end catch for ten yards and not the touchdown. Uh and and then what was it? Right after uh right after the, the flea flicker first play of the game, um they tried to, to to hit a replay, and I think Texas Tech ended up getting uh, a penalty on the second play, which which allowed them to come back and not miss any action. But that um that broadcast, I don't know what it was. If like ESPN through all of the, the like the conference realignment stuff is just like throwing the towel, like we don't care. You get the D team on these broadcasts. I've never seen it like be that bad. Um. And it it covered everything from from the on-air talent to the camera operators to the graphics, uh, replay, because there was never a down in distance on the broadcast. You never knew what down it was. You didn't know how many yards were left. Um, There was a good stretch of time in the second quarter. I didn't believe how much time was left, and that was mainly because I think how quickly Texas Tech had scored. Uh, It was like what was it 42 to to seven and there's like 12 and a half minutes left in the second quarter is like that's that can't be accurate <laughs> um and and probably because I, I had i had such a so many other examples of like how they had screwed up something on the broadcast um the, the the camera operators like trying to to follow passes in the air zoomed in where the ball's taking up half the screen whipping around giving you some uh, motion sickness. Like it was like whatever you could look at on the broadcast, you could find something to be like, yeah, let's not do that again. Um, well, they would zoom in. You didn't know if you had, you just zoom in on the line. So, so you know that, okay, all right, we've got, there's the lineman, there's the tight end. What are we? Are we trips right? Do we have anybody <laughs> on the left? What, what's happening? Who's lined up as at receiver? Got nothing. You're just getting nothing. It's zoomed in, and then all of a sudden, you're you're they're trying to follow the ball around. Yeah. Uh, you know the the other thing that was driving me insane up in the press box, they. Oh my gosh! Had, yes. And Sorry. I forget the in-house announcer who will as at the end of every play, 
you know, say something like uh, Jerron Bradley for the touchdown, 37 yards or something. Yeah, it's more like it, it, it. Like he's keying in the 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 broadcast crews or the the media up there in the press box, like with names yes. and actual yardage. Yes, and and you know down and I'll, he'll say stuff like that. Drive was seventy five yards, two minutes, three seconds. It's you know he'll just come in and say one sentence of facts real quick, and that was picking up in that feed like crazy, especially in the first half. It was driving me insane. And it came back in the second half. Yes, it did. It came back and it, it, I I didn't know. I thought, what are they, who are they, what are these guys talking over? I honestly didn't have that big of a beef with the, the play by play and the, you know, out of all the things that went on, they were my least problem. I mean, I thought they were fine. Um, You know, the color guy was really even able to kind of capture how much McGuire has meant to Texas and, kind of what he's he's done here as a coach and how much coaches love him and everything so i i was good with that but uh man that that was rough i mean and they didn't have a sideline reporter Mm-mm. so we didn't know anything about shuck we didn't know what had happened to williams uh you know it, that was that was an injury that happened right before halftime and then you know it's a halftime full of ads because you're on espn plus and then they come back and i don't know if they mentioned it at all because they didn't know you know, to, to their detriment or credit or however you want to put it, those announcers didn't know either. Just, you know, boggled my mind. Joey McGuire's down there putting on a headset that probably <laughs> someone who works for Texas Tech handed to him. And that's how they're getting a, a sideline interview. Um, and speaking of Joey, okay, for as much grief <laughs> as we gave Matt Rule with the smock. Joey it, made we, it look good, we, didn't oh, he? I guess we're okay with it. I guess okay. that's where I figured we were going. He, you know, it's black looks different than, you know, kind of gray on green. Uh, I don't know what that is, but man, that was exactly because I looked up some photos to make sure I wasn't misremembering. I, I think rule would wear short sleeves, but uh, Joey went with the long sleeves. So I don't know if, if that's just kind of for him to stand out on the sideline. Cause obviously he does. And obviously rule did too. Maybe that's kind of the theory is that he will stand out a lot on the sidelines to the players or coaches or whoever needs to find him. But uh, I just thought, well, I think we're going to go back on the smock. I think we're going to have a completely different take on the smock because, uh, yeah, it's cool now. Yeah. So we've got a handful of, of people listening in here on Spotify Live. Awesome that you guys are able to join us. If you want to come up on stage and uh, give a couple of thoughts on the game, whether it's offense, defense, uh, first impressions of Kitley or McGuire, feel free to go ahead and request. Alan did uh, send in, or like use the chat, uh, concerned about the secondary, but the defensive front will bail them out a lot this season. And man, that, uh, like I said, that secondary, um, I was I was really hopeful coming in. Uh, and and it, it's still early. It's this game one. Um, but I was hopeful that like the secondary, especially with three safeties, you'd be able to look back on like, man, they they... They made a name for themselves, uh, but that defensive line, to, to your point, Alan, man, they were all over uh, Murray State's offensive line in the backfield, all over the quarterback. Um, really enjoyed seeing just what all they were able to do, and it, it really did feel like I, I didn't, I wasn't charting plays or paying super close attention to it. It felt like Deruder was able to get pressure without bringing numbers 
right? It was mainly the four guys that were already up there, the defensive line plus Tyree Wilson, were able to do all the pressure they needed um, without having to bring in a bunch of uh, guys on a blitz, which I think yeah. it was, uh, one, encouraging that you were able to do that against a lesser opponent, um, but two, that you just like you were able to see them actually do what they were supposed to do. I, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, I enjoy that. Lesser opponent. I mean, that's 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 probably appropriate to say here. But I mean, all of those linemen were over three hundred pounds. I mean, they they were they were big yeah, guys. Yeah, big guys. And so, yeah, I, I think you're onto something, Alan. Hopefully, that those linemen will keep pressure on the quarterback, and even if the secondary, you know, hopefully this is just a blip. In the secondary, kind of get some things figured out. But even if not, maybe quarterbacks will be pressured enough to where they won't make accurate throws. All right, one more thing I want to touch on before we wrap up tonight. Um, it, it, maybe it's because it's just been like my, my opinion of of the quarterback uh, order or like the the death chart um, that it was really like I, I would have been perfectly fine if it was Smith or Shuck. Uh, I would have had some questions if it was going to be Morton. Um, I wouldn't say Morton looked bad. I would say, like, it was from his performance, you could see, like, he was a clear third. And I hope that kind of settles the, oh, but when are we going to see Baron Morton come in and play? He's so, he was so highly recruited. He's like, he was so high, like, really talented guy. I was like, yeah, but like, look what Smith did to the, like, the same team. And maybe against even like, the uh, the better of the talent from Murray State, eighty eight percent completion percentage, forty four touchdowns. Um, he was carving them up, and and it looked easy for him. He never looked rattled or or uh, hurried, or just like he was uh, scrambling at all. Like even when he had to move uh, in and out of the pocket, where I thought in times Morton uh, just looked a little scattered if like yeah, I, I, I don't know i agree I, with that i mean smith came in with a poise and a focus that i don't think we even saw last year even on games where he started i i was really impressed with that um, well yeah and, and, I was and like impressed with shuck too but man i mean just because smith probably came in a little earlier than he thought i'm sure he mm-hmm. knew his number was gonna get called fairly early tonight but i don't think uh, he he probably had a better idea of when he'd come in than we would obviously but Man, he did. He just he he let the the line block. He just you know he he used his feet when he needed to, but rarely. I mean, he really just stayed in that pocket because he didn't have to move too much. That that offensive line, which is a, a group we hadn't really talked about tonight, they played well. But I really want to see how well they play the next couple of games. Yeah, because you get uh, you get Houston next. Uh, they did. They lost tonight, I believe, to UTSA in overtime. No, they they won. No, okay, they, they won, but it took Houston overtime. Houston squeaked it out in triple overtime. That's fantastic news. Good job, uh, Cougars. One more thing from Allen. He did want to know what um, the pregame and in-game menu was. So pregame for us, I actually took home uh, an extra. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say helping, a serving. I, I-, I purchased an extra serving from Rahino, uh from the pregame tailgate that was uh, this afternoon. 
took it home to the family, some sliced brisket and the, their brisket beans and the potato salad. Uh, and then we had some chips and dips from an earlier thing we did this week, queso and ranch dip and all that kind of good stuff. What, what about you, Michael? Yeah, what was your, uh, what was your pregame and in-game menu? Pre-game, yeah, very similar to you. We were at the tail- tailgate that the Gauchos threw on today at uh, Cardinals, and Rahino Barbecue was there. My first time trying it, excellent. Was really impressed with it. And uh, my wife and I split the two meat plate. We got sliced brisket and jalapeno sausage. Dude, that sausage is oh, oh my gosh, the sausage was incredible. And it was it was jalapeno cheese sausage, mm-hmm. and it had at least two different kinds of cheese that I could tell. And it actually had, because, you know, sometimes you get jalapeno sausage and there's just like green specks in it and there's no flavor of jalapeno. This had jalapeno in it and you knew it. I was really impressed with that. We also split a a smoked burger. Their smoked burger was really, really good. If we weren't outside just kind of winging it, I, I really wish I'd have put all the toppings on it and kind of got, gone the full nine yards, but I just did basically meat and bread and cheese. Keep it simple, but that was great. But we went opposite on the sides. So um, they had four sides. You had the beans and the potato salad. We had the, the macaroni salad and the green chili corn, which were both excellent. So that, yeah, that I, was probably the big thing I did. We just had leftovers for dinner nothing, Nothing exciting for dinner. I had the uh, I had the, the pregame green, was awesome. <laughs> I had the green chili corn and the macaroni salad at lunch. Uh, and oh, lunch, yeah. the, the tailgate was the burn ends and then jalapeno cheddar sausage two two meat plate with a. Ooh, how are those burn ends, man? Dude, they were so good. Uh, I saw that Briggsy also got himself a helping of uh, the burn ends. They were fantastic. Man, yeah, killer. All right, I can't wait to eat there again. Yeah, so that'll do it for us on this week. Uh, the instant reaction, Texas Tech taking down Murray State, 63-10. to 10. We'll be back on Tuesday on a regular episode as we preview the Cougars for Michael. I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. for listening to the 23 personnel podcast help us out by subscribing rating the show and leaving a review follow us on twitter at 23 personnel spencer at punt suck and michael at michael underscore lbk be sure to catch the next episode and until then guns up and let the tortillas fly